here's the situation. You're asked to pick your favorite buddy relationship in any movie or TV show. Okay. What is it? And then of those two, which one is you and why? Okay. All right. Ah, uh, man. I want to start noodling on it now, but I have to put it... Gotta wait. Yeah. I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. <laughs> I almost didn't do any of this. Yeah. Uh, and this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And uh, this theme, Rush, that we're hoping to get out in time, uh, you know, by the end of the month, is Buddy's Holidays. Yes, Buddy's Holidays. So right yeah. in time for the holidays and your buddies. <laughs> and so I guess I will get us started. Is there any other? We haven't recorded in a while, so I don't know if I'm light on housekeeping. You'll be hearing these scenarios for the first time. I'll be hearing yours for this for the first time. That's right. Uh, you that, can send us uh, scenarios at here's right? the situation podcast at gmail.com. And other than that, let's dive let's right get into in. it. Let's okay. go. I'm excited. All right, Rush. I'm going to start with a holidays one. I love it. And uh, not all holidays have this, but this one has a little bit to do with, with gift giving. Okay. And terrific. it has something to do with a belief I have that for something to be the perfect gift, mm. it has to be something you wouldn't get yourself. Oh, Otherwise, it's just sort of saving you the trouble of shopping. Ah, uh, so you don't mean it's not something I wouldn't get for Rush Howell. You mean it's something that I rush you, TJ Dagadowski, give me a gift that I rush Howell wouldn't get for Rush Howell. Correct. You don't mean it's not a perfect gift if you, TJ Jagodowski, give Rush Howell something that TJ Jagodowski would also happen to want. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Right, I think it can be a really good gift, a really great gift if I just get you, hey, here's a gift certificate for like 100 gyros. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's an appropriate gift and something, right. you know, over time you'll probably use. But for something to be really, like, perfect, I think perfect. it is like, man, I would not have thought to get this for me. Yeah. But this is really, it right. it, it, it stretches the elbows a little bit on your... On and, I, your and I'm at, like, 97 euros on my 100 <laughs> euro punch card. So you, you know that it, you know. So, okay. this, so this might be a little tough because with that as the predicate, I'm going to have you answer these questions. So here's okay. the situation. I'm going to name a couple categories, and I want you to name something you'd never get yourself, but it could be the perfect gift. Okay. Okay. I will try to do that. All right. And yes. And again, uh, this is going to be hard because I am terrible when people ask me what I would like as a gift. <laughs> and I'm that's terrible. something you would like and is in your wheelhouse. I'm asking you to identify your wheelhouse and then pick something that's outside of your wheelhouse right. that you wouldn't get yourself. Yeah. All but right. Maybe I'm so bad at the former that by going outside the box, I'll actually find my way <laughs> to a gift box. Okay. All right. All right. So the first one is an article of clothing, Rush. Okay, an article of clothing, I think I would never think to get myself... Leather vest. Uh, no, I don't want a leather vest. Oh, yeah, but I mean... you know, I wouldn't think to get it. You're <laughs> right. right about that, but I don't want it. So I, I would think... I mean, look, it is fair for me to say I would never think to get it because I do not own one mm -hmm. and have not owned one mm -hmm. for years and years and years. And... Because I'm basically a child, I think a raincoat, <laughs> a raincoat would be good. Because I don't have a raincoat, I, I just assume I can make do with an umbrella. But it would be nice to have, uh, probably have a raincoat. And I'd, I'd like you to get one of like a, a salty sailor, a Gloucester fisherman one, big yellow, not like a nice trenchy coat kind of London fog one, but a real yeah. like 
real thick vinyl sure. yellow did one. Did you have the uh, reversible yellow blue one growing up? I, uh, I think it was yellow and green. I think okay. I did have that. Yeah. That's oh, all, yeah. That's or maybe it was yellow and navy. Maybe it was. We had those like, hey, bus, don't hit this kid because yeah. he's, he's so obviously in a bright yellow. We all had those yellow. Is uh, that why coats. they were reversible? Like yellow for like caution times and then the other color? Like, because it, it doesn't seem like there's any reason to reverse those things. I have no idea why they were. Um, the the yellow outside was slicker. Uh huh. Um, so maybe the, a little more know, of a glossy finish uh, on I, it. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why, but they were reversible. I liked that it was reversible and that was, I probably had, you know, one from four to six and yep. then one from six to eight and then one from eight to 12. You know, I had a, a yeah. yellow reversible raincoat big thing, uh, until, until high school. Big, uh, big ass rubber boots too, <laughs> oh, you know, puddle, uh, puddle stomping boots. Did you have those? Not really. Okay. In fact, I was going to say that. <laughs> and then I thought raincoat's even better, but I never think to to own galoshes. Okay. Rush, how about if someone was looking for the perfect gift for you and it was a kitchen item? <sighs> okay. Well, I know, I know. I know that you consider yourself not strong not in that strong room in the of the kitchen. house. I would say not strong in the kitchen. My uh, refrigerator is usually like a bottle of ketchup and then maybe like eight bottles of wine that I'm never going to drink. Uh <laughs> And then ice. I keep a lot of ice in there in case I have a party. So, okay. Um, I got to get myself a kitchen item that I wouldn't think to get. Yeah. Which leaves it pretty wide open. Some friends you. of mine. Yeah, yeah. I would never. Some friends of mine um, were just doing holiday gift ideas. Uh-huh. And, and they were like going nuts about something called a butter bell. Whoa. Saying that like people, they're getting butter bells for people. And that's like a hot uh, gift item for, for uh, this holiday season. So I'm going to say a butterbell because I don't even know what it is. But if they like it, then I bet I would like it when I got it. What about something like just, like a waffle iron for you? No, I don't want a waffle iron. I, Jeez. I did, I did that, was, that was an immediate thing. Yeah, I mean, what am I? I'm negative gonna, reaction. I'm never going to make a waffle iron. How about just a frying pan? Uh, well, I have those. Okay. I have, uh, somebody gave me a Le Creuset, Whoa. Uh, like fancy thing that I, I kind of like that I own it, but I, I never. Like one of those like Dutch oven pots kind of, kind of no, deal? it's or? like, uh, it's a, it's a, I have, uh, I do have a nice pot like that too, okay. but then I have a, a skillet. Oh. Uh, made by them. That's, I, I think it was like multiple hundreds of dollars. Still in mint. It was one of the worst. Uncirculated yeah, conditions. Exactly. It's like a. Some people have the Onus <laughs> Wagner baseball card. I keep my thing like, you know, in better shape even than that. All right, Rush. What would you never get yourself, uh, but might be a perfect gift in the realm of leather goods? Okay. So you just I'm gonna move you, you like towards this vest. To I'm gonna you move to you towards this. Finally, this what brand of leather vest? <laughs> uh, okay, I gotta get a leather good. Yep. So I would definitely get myself shoes. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to be a, probably a wallet my, or a belt. Uh, mm-hmm. I see, but I would buy I buy leather wallet, leather belts. Um, I, this may be a little unfair, but I would say about every three years, someone gives me a leather dop kit. I never have bought one. Oh, okay. I've never bought one, mm-hmm. but I use it them all the time. Yep. My um, assistant at work got me one. My mom got me one, and they're great. They're terrific. I mean, they they get used about as much as any gift because I travel so much. So I'm going to say like a leather dop kit. Okay. And here's the last one for you. Um, what about the perfect thing you would not get yourself that's uh, an experiential gift, like a class or a concert or event or something that you would you would never get for yourself but might be perfect for you? Um, maybe like 
and it would be very expensive. But may, maybe like, hey, I've reserved you a spot at Burning Man. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to go to Burning Man <laughs> on my own. <laughs> no, no, you aren't. No, but... I think I might en- I think I might enjoy it. Like I think <laughs> So if I go to Burning Man like if I go to Burning Man it's going to be like a seesaw of emotion, right? Cuz I'm going to get there and I'm going to be like this is cool, like great, I'm excited, and then I'm going to be um I'm going to get like really frustrated, like oh, yeah. way over the top frustrated because my life like I always have a phone, I always have I'm connected all the time, right? And then I don't do drugs and right. and I don't um, I, I like I like to picture you coming back from your Burning Man experience from having had like Jim Ignatowski, who I think in Taxi had <laughs> one pop brownie or whatever, and then was just like he was. He was. That, was oh, like, I think that's the story in there. He one time had a pop brownie that that you were just like near someone on acid and came back like. I, uh, yeah, just I don't ashamed. know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I I do think. Again, I, it's one of those things I would never, I would never plan it and do it myself. But if if you were let's just like, hey man, I I spent I don't know four thousand dollars to get you a flight to California, then we're gonna drive out, we're gonna do Burning Man for four days, and then we're gonna go to Vegas afterwards. I so think you, the we in can, there is part of the operative word too. Yeah. Like, hey, not like you are gonna go to Burning yeah, Man. Yeah, that's why I say you, like reserve a spot within right. their within their group. You know, <laughs> my understanding is you have like. I don't know what you call them, but like tents or, but, but okay. there are areas that are uh, set aside and you, and you, you know, people go back to the same group every year. Right. And so they, they develop their, like, it's like camp friends. Yeah. You know, like I had it growing up, it was like, oh, I, I get to see my <laughs> camp friend uh, only in June when I go over to. I wish everyone knew you, uh, you know, at least as well as I know you to, to, uh, that, so that they would be as tickled. As I am at the idea of you saying burning man. You wanted something I I would not do. Yes, absolutely. But might be perfect. Yeah, might be. Could could change my... um... Oh, thank you for that. All right. Okay, so here we are in Buddy's Holidays. Oh, yes. All right, so TJ, here's the situation. Got it. You are put on the Holiday Rearrangement and New Holiday Implementation Initiative. Mm -hmm. It hires you as their CEO. So you're going to be the, the the king of this uh, group. You're you're making the final decisions. I was moving this way for one for you, and I, okay. I don't think I went all the way this way. Okay. So I'm so I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm not redundant later on. But I'm going to grab my piece of paper because I right. like to take notes. So you have a blank calendar, okay? And you have to include the following major holidays: Great New Year's Eve, yep, Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day. Mother's Day, and what I call National Celebration Day, you know, Independence Day, whatever you want to call it. Okay. I'm not going to call it July. What was after Valentine's, but before Independence? Mother's Day. And, okay. And then and then Independence Day. I'm not going to call it July 4th, okay. because that yep. would tie it to yep. July 4th. So my question to you is, where do you put those holidays yep. on a calendar now starting totally fresh? Mm-hmm. Anything you want to do? And what other holidays do you add to your yearly calendar? It can be anything from zero to... Let's call it, you know, five more holidays yep. that you add on to there to make your list of what 
would really be a nice year setup of holidays. Okay. And and I'll just say, and you may d- agree or disagree, but a lot of people say, gosh, I love Thanksgiving. I like Christmas. I like New Year's. They're all too close together. Yep. You have too many of the key holidays, and Halloween's not that far, and so then you have these long stretches without them. Yep. Other people totally disagree with that, but it doesn't matter what other people think. You're the CEO of the Great. of the holiday rearrangement and new holiday implementation initiative. Some some of them I'm not I'm not going to jigger <coughs> some of some of them I'm not going to jigger too much. I sure. I like Christmas where it is. Okay, I, I, and I've become too ingrained in potentially having a white Christmas and snow on Christmas. So for for those of us in the in the part of the world that where that happens, then then I'm going to leave that there. Um. Also, I like the harvesty feel of something like Thanksgiving, so I'm going to leave Thanksgiving where that is, where that is okay. as well. And I will say, I've always liked the short break between Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas because yep. you wrap up Thanksgiving. Like I was just in Atlanta, I saw my family for Thanksgiving, and now I know I'll be right back there in three weeks, and it's kind of nice because you get that one time during the year for me to say, "Hey, you know, uh, I'll be right back." Yep. And with and with those there, you actually get the time of year that feels like the holiday time of year. And so with those still staying near each other, then I think I think you can still have that. Even though there's holidays all year long, sure. this is the time of year they refer to as the holidays. And I think it's it's that proximity that helps that. And it's interesting that, you know, obviously not everybody celebrates Christmas and and a lot of the Different religions will have high holidays, you know, at, at different times, but almost most of the religions that I'm familiar with do have some sort of kind of winter solstice type mm-hmm. major event. And I think maybe that just ties to the fact that otherwise winter's pretty rough. Yeah. You know, so it's nice to get a little bit of a break, a little bit of a holiday in the middle of when you're heading into your coldest months of the year. I hear you. Um, so here's let me and let me say one other one I'm not going to move. May feels like the right time for Mother's Day. Okay. May and mothers, and that just seems like like a, a a time to celebrate moms. May sounds May sounds great with me. Okay. Um, here's when we're gonna move Halloween. Okay. All right. Especially in our part of the world, Rush, Halloween can get dag cold, too cold. And this, this year, year was, was basically canceled. Yeah, it was terrible because we were, you know, it was it was a heavy snow. It was it was almost almost blizzard conditions on Halloween. So yeah. let's make that easier on everybody by dropping it in June. Okay. Right. And June's pretty pretty wide open as far as I, I as far as I can think of like holiday wise. Right. There's Father's Day. In yeah, June. June's pretty open for holidays. It's gonna be real hot for those kids in like Austin and uh, and Atlanta. And yeah, so forth, the sun will okay. the sun will be down. They yeah. can go, you know, the sun will be down. They can go out a little bit later, but then they don't have to wear underdress jackets underneath, you know. And also, like for the uh, you know, hey, I'm not always thinking about the sexy ladies, but for the ladies who like to like get a little. <laughs> Get a little salty on Halloween. You're not in a, a skimpy little outfit, and you know having a having an overdressed big jackets and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, is there any part of Halloween like ghouls and goblins and all that that feels like late October, early November to you, or not even really? It's just more like no. I, I mean, think I only because that's that. been when it is. Yeah. But otherwise, like you can go to hey, when do you hang out in cemeteries and stuff? Stuff summertime, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. a summertime thing. That's when those monster parties are really <laughs> kicking up. I'm also going to move to. Can a, we have an indoor monster party on October 31st <laughs> yeah. though? Just to just to 
slightly commemorate old Halloween. I'm also going to move Valentine's Day. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm going to move that. I don't get it. Why is it like in the throes of february i don't know i don't know because it'd be nice i'd like i'd like to plan a little valentine's thing with beth that could be like outside again in the warm weather and have a nice night so i'm gonna put that in august because there ain't dead ass nothing going on in august okay right i can't think of anything going on in august and august is a good family time Mm -hmm. right people travel with their families a lot in august and so might be a good time to be like, hey, we're already doing this, and and hey, what a great excuse for mom and dad yeah. to get one night to themselves <laughs> from all these screaming kids. I've been uh, I've been struggling to move Independence Day. Yeah, it feels like it's on the right day. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know when the that 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 is the celebration of the the um uh ratification of the Declaration of Independence, right? Yeah. The only other day I could think of is whatever day the the um Constitution was was ratified but i don't know that day offhand so i'm gonna leave it it's it's a barbecuing holiday so i'm gonna right. leave it in, in a barbecuing time of time of year yeah. and i think i like new year's eve where it is because you get kind of then that whole week with its proximity to christmas you get kind of that whole week just to blow everything off yeah Here, here's my thing on new year's eve yeah I don't think you can move it yeah. because where are you going to put it? I hear right? You. Because it's it is the actual it of all the holidays. It's the one that kind of other than July Fourth. I mean, right. it has to be on a certain day because you're changing to a new year. However, I I don't like New Year's Eve, and I think most people uh, don't love it. I mean, it's it's like this holiday that that gets all this publicity in your early twenties because oh my god, it's the biggest craziest drinking night of the year. But it's like it's kind of amateur hour, yeah. and everybody's out like. It's a little like St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, where it's like a caricature of itself more than it is actually a fun holiday. Yeah. So would you consider, in this role of CEO, just saying, hey, New Year's Eve, we're doing away with, and we're going to replace it with some other holiday, if I hadn't forced you to keep it on the list? Uh, Nah. Nah, I don't think so. The more I think about it, the more okay I am with it with it being it right where it is okay yeah um but here's here's what i i'm gonna add i'm gonna add so i just want to real quick so you moved um halloween halloween to june june and you moved valentine's Valentine's day Day to august which i liked both those moves a lot by the way do you think either of those moves takes away at all from july 4th because one nice thing about july 4th is it's on an island Mm -hmm. in terms of kind of Fun open holidays for most of the summer. Not that you need a ton of holidays in yeah. summer because it's summer. I think this almost gives us like a fun, a fun thing, one one fun thing every summer month. Right. So we bring it in with Memorial Day, then we then we hit them. So you're gonna keep Memorial Day. Yep. Then we hit them with a Halloween. Then we have Independence Day. Then we pop them with a Valentine's Day, and we yep. wrap it up on Labor Day. Right. And yeah. and I I agree implicitly with your decision not to move anything big yet yeah into september because <laughs> september is just such a great month yeah. period it just kind of does its own thing like september is the only month it's like it's great weather in chicago it's bearable weather in atlanta yeah it's incredible weather in the pacific northwest and maine and everything else it's just a great month the only holidays i think i'm going to add that i have off yep. the top of my head are both maybe in reaction a little bit to where i find I don't want to get political, but the state of our country. Sure. So one, February right now is Black History Month. 
Yep. I think with it spread out over a month, it's easy to easy to ignore. So within February, I'm going to have a Black History Day. Okay, cool. And now there's a gap there if we want to do it on the 14th or or whatever. But to make it an actual like thing, because I think it's I think with it. I think people ignore it to begin with, but with it spread out over a month as opposed to like having it be a federal holiday, here you go. We're going to, and you know, and February, uh, no, now we got, we got a hole there and I think it's a good, I think it's a good hole for, for a, uh, for that holiday. Where, where are you going to put it at the, like, so you could do it at the beginning to kick off the, the Black History Month? I'm going to do it in the middle. It, the end? it might okay. do it right around February 14th. Okay. So you can lead up to it, and then you have some time to like maybe use some of the some of the stuff you learned for the rest for the rest of the month. So it, we're gonna, I'm going to tentpole it right there okay. in the middle. And I'm also going to add a holiday. Like I, I like the idea of, la- of, of Labor Day, I guess, but why, why it's labor? Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that you could put almost any quality quality on on that. So I might let Labor Day become a little more amorphous as to as to what it's what it's celebrating. But the one other change I'm going to make is I'm going to have a diversity day. OK. Um, and it's uh, a little less of like U.S. as a melting pot and more as a U.S. as like a stew pot. Where there are still recognizable big different chunks in there, but they can all coexist in a place as yeah. opposed to like melting out and and having to like uh, homogenize and associate. It's more of a celebration of the differences and an observance that we can be very different and all still get along as part as part of a large whole. And I'm going to put it in April. Okay, that's an interesting idea. I mean, it's kind of like Heritage Day. In a lot of ways, it's fun. In some ways, it starts to get very dark. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're like. Not sure we need the like <laughs> certain aspects of the Heritage Day could spiral out of control, uh, and you're getting to like Charlottesville or whatever. But also whether they're like ethnic differences or religious differences or racial differences or whatever. Like you grew up in the South, I grew up in the North. Yeah. We grew up on other sides of the Mason Dixon line. Our differences, you know, there were probably little things ingrained in us just from that. That you know would like I'd be interested in having it. You know, we've never talked about that, but right. like I grew up feeling like we were on the right side and we won and hooray for us you know or i grew up in massachusetts where we think we created america and (laughs) everyone should thank massachusetts for making america you know regardless of like the jamestown settlements or whatever else happened in virginia the 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 world started in massachusetts (laughs) um and so like you know that that even feels a little bit different than someone who probably grew up in you know, a hundred miles away in New York state, but that we can talk about like those differences and celebrate those things and get along and, and have a laugh about it all. So good. Good. That, all was, right. that was my change. Well, I like it. I like the ones you moved and I think interesting new ideas. All right, Rush. I've got one for you. Great. In the past Rush, I've had you assign terms to particular demographics um, for words that had a bunch of synonyms. Okay. Certain demographics got exclusive use of of certain words. Yeah. This Synonym is, assignation. Yes. Uh, or correct. Or society. Or and we've done that with beer and with money. And money I think, starting yeah. with C. Yeah. Money was all food. Food terms with C. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to do something different this time with a word that has a few synonyms. So here's the situation. I'm going to name some terms used for platonic relationships, and I'd like you to give me the qualifying criteria to be referred to by that title. 
Yeah. Okay. I had this same situation. Did you really? I did. No kidding. And then I I wasn't going to do it because I was like, I don't want to steal it (laughs) because it really sucked. No, because it's yours. Like my view is like you, you, you came up with synonym assignation society or group or whatever it is. It's funny that I don't know the synonym for group or society. And I think I changed the name the second time we did it. I didn't think. But so I had it, and then I was like, ah, I don't want to do it because Mm. you know. And then and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to put it last. That's so I great. might do it, but I bet TJ might. If I didn't wonder about it, so okay. So it's the it's either and you can either na- have the uh, the minimum or the maximum criteria. Perhaps if you're more than this criteria, you move into another yeah. another term. Can you give me an example? I can, and well, and we can, and we can, we can start with we can start with this. Oh, okay. All right, here's one I won't, I don't have, but f- to go from a friend to a best friend, yeah. Then there is, you know, there's a point at which you're like. A top criteria of friend, you're like, oh no, wait a minute, you're past that now. Do you know what I mean? Like the maximum friend criteria of like, hey, rescued me from a from burning building. I call okay. him six I, times I, a day. I don't totally like, follow, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. I think once I start giving them to you. So, yes. um, to be someone's on on the theme, to be someone you refer to as a buddy. Yeah. What is you know what is the the criteria requirement to be a buddy? But I will say this: maybe this makes it clear. Not more than a buddy. Not more than a buddy. Okay, got it. I think I think that helps. Um, so <laughs> it's it's funny because in my days between college and law school, when I was just focusing on improvising and like doing temp work and uh, <laughs> whatever other jobs I had, I had a few jobs, but. Um, there became a rash of the use of term buddy okay. <laughs> for people that weren't previously, I wouldn't have been like, you've raised to the level of buddy. Uh-huh. So it was just used, it'd be like, buddy, how's it going, buddy? And you're like, I don't even, I don't really know this <laughs> right. guy. And it would be like, and they, it's it's the kind of the people that you would barely know, but they'd smile at you from across the room. They were just friendly, I sure. guess. But I didn't. That you could use dude for that for those, yeah, right? Like, well, hey, never, dude, what's yeah. up, dude? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It replaced dude. Yeah. Or previously, man, what's up, man? Right. You know, dog, dude, <laughs> all these things. So uh, to be a buddy, I guess I would say that is not my view of buddy. Like for right. me, buddy means instead my my buddy, Coach Mitch Henderson, coaches Princeton basketball. Okay. He does a thing called like Buddy's Weekend, and uh, I always thought I like it because to me, like Buddy means it's a step above friend. Okay, okay, so a buddy above. Okay, it is great. So in my, this is just my personal. Oh no, this that's all I, I want. This is all. But I, I think want. of a buddy as like I'll say like my friend so and so, and then it, but if I say my buddy so and so, then that means all I'm saying is basically like. Tier one, tier two of friends, somewhere in there, okay. somewhere in the top fifty percent. Uh, so, is it above or a subdivision? A like the higher subdivision of friends? You're it. It's a it's a subdivision of friends. Okay, it's not above. I mean, I might be like my friend so and so, who's who's my best friend. I would yep. still maybe say friend, but if you're if I'm going to call you my buddy, it it just kind of means like. It's not my like passing acquaintance type friend. It's uh-huh. not my friend that used to be uh, a pretty good friend and now I barely see. It's it, I'm I'm basically saying like I'm giving a little bit of an endorsement beyond that. If I'm like, okay. hey, oh my buddy is a member of that club, you ought to talk to him. Mm. Then that means like I know him pretty well. This guy's okay. Too. Right. Exactly. This guy's okay. So I'm vouching right. a little bit. What if you were to refer to someone as an acquaintance? Oh, that's a whew, that's a little bit of a pejorative. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. <laughs> Um, so is one of the 
one of the uh, criteria that you don't like this person very much? I, it, I, I'm not friends with him. Okay. <laughs> right? Because I'm not going to call him a, an acquaintance. <laughs> it doesn't mean I dislike them. In fact, I probably am neutral to them. Okay. I would say that's going to be the defining characteristic because if I don't like them, I'm probably going to use a different term than acquaintance, too. But when I say acquaintance, which is very rare for me to say that, it, it probably means I've I've barely met this person, but for whatever reason, their name is relevant to our conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give you the false impression that I'm friends with them or know them very well at all. Yeah. So when I say acquaintance, I'm I'm basically sending you a signal of, hey, I, I barely know this person. Yeah. But I at least do such that if you want an introduction or something, right. I could try to set it up, but believe you me, it may not go well. How about a pal? Don't use pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so it's it for me, like a buddy and a pal, you would think is kind of synonymous, but, but pal is like a, you know, I don't know if it's geographic in nature or what have you. It's just never a word, never a word that I use. Yeah. When I was thinking about this, it was like, for me to use this, the person has to be 30 years older or 30 years younger than me. Of like, oh, this is this is my pal Elmer. He's 90, you know, or like, yeah. or this, this is my pal Joshua. He's six. <laughs> I, I, the first one, the first one, frankly, doesn't resonate with me. The, uh, the I, I might be like, yeah, this is my friend. But but the second one kind of does. I mean, I could see, I could see a situation where you have um, your friend's son. Yeah, right. And you need to you, you need to introduce your friend's son to somebody, but and you want your friend's son to feel good, right. and you might call him a pal in that situation, <laughs> maybe. How about how about friend? I I think friend is just uh, it's it's a very broad term. Um, I don't throw it around lightly. I hope, but I think that there's a wide range. I mean, a friend. Because one thing, one thing, if you're my friend, you don't lose, you know, a- absent like some sort of break apart, you know, yeah, uh, you don't lose that. So I had a friend, a great friend in high school yep. who I have seen once in 15 years. Yep. But I would never, I would still be like, that's my friend, Thomas. Is, was... Was there, and this probably changes as you get older, because I think as a kid, you might hang out with someone one time and say, that's my friend. Right. But like, if you were, if you were the age you are now, do you have a sense of how many times or how much time? And I guess with positive feelings, you'd have to spend with someone before they crossed and crossed into a threshold where you would say, oh, my friend. Fill in the blank. Yeah, I think there's certainly not a set number. I think it's probably depends more on the nature of those hangout engagement mm-hmm. situations. It was definitely easier to get on the friend list when you're younger. Yep. Like you said, like you would just meet people. But also yep. when you're younger, you're being forced into these social scenarios and you're seeing people at school day after day after day on your sports team week, you know, semi weekly or whatever. Today it would be harder. If I had to just throw out something, I'd say I'm probably not going to call you my friend absent um, three or more 
excursions okay together now it doesn't have to be two of us right right but you know it, it like does it, there have to be any outside effort to spend time with this person or yeah. can it just be someone like oh i see this guy only at work i've never found an outside an excuse to spend any any time with yeah. them or even at work does it qualify if like oh we have conversations not about work together that are a little bit of the sharing of our of our real lives and you know and that moves you towards friendship as opposed yeah. to just a work friend or however you delineate right, work that. friend I, I think that uh, for me i would say you know look if you're around somebody day after day after day working with them i think it's okay to say oh that's my friend but but in that situation, I'm probably going to say that's my coworker. Yeah. Uh, or maybe that's my like, you know, friend at work. I, I don't think so though. I think I'm going to say that's my, you know, associate, colleague, partner, yeah. coworker, something like that. So in order to to cross that bridge, I think I think it does require socialization outside of the workplace, and you know, not not in just work functions either. So. You know, I, I think, but I don't think it takes like maybe that many. Okay. But I, I think it's, I think it's fair to say that there's people, people I really like at work that I wouldn't be like, oh, that's my friend this, because uh-huh. I would say, you know, it's not really fair for me to say that because we've never spent any time together outside of work. Right. So I, I wouldn't say like we're friends. Yeah. I feel like I'd never be able to use that term unless doors had been opened into our personal lives. Like if I don't know if you're married or have kids or where you're from or whatever if i only know us from having shared these work experiences i, I um here's here's one last one and i'm pretty yep. sure you'd never use this so you can maybe imagine the type of relationship you'd have to to have with someone to refer to them as my chum chum <laughs> yeah that's uh <laughs> That's that's the person that used to be my friend that I put into a meat grinder and, <laughs> and, and gave to sharks. Yeah, uh, chum. See, I I think if I were the type of person to use chum, it would be like it would be similar to what I use for buddy. But okay. but maybe I'm wrong, and maybe chum is closer to an even higher level. Maybe chum means uh, tier one friend. Okay. Um. You know, and and so maybe maybe you can only have so many chums, but uh, right. it's not it's actually not a bad word. Uh, the ones that I had, I was that I was going to throw at you. you. Yours were better anyway. But I had buddy, bro, uh, nice. uh champ, okay, tiger, and daddy o. Those are those are some uh, those are some um, head hair tousling uh, names too, yeah. like champ and tiger. And I love I love daddy o. I kind of use daddy o every I once in a while. Do. Yeah. I know you do. Okay. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Oh, all right. I, I got to say, I love this one. Um, so, TJ, yes. here's the situation. All right. You are setting up a holiday weekend kind of grab bag getaway party. And by that, it probably doesn't make any sense what I just said. There is a bucket list item for me. I've heard about these type of parties. I've never done one. and And they are basically this. Everyone packs a suitcase and comes to a predetermined location. Okay. You you can do it in multiple different ways. I'm going to do it in a specific way. But w- one way that I've heard is, is 10 people come and you get randomly paired with one of the other 10 people. 
and then there are five trips, and you draw plane tickets. Oh, my word. <laughs> so this was back pre-9-11, where you could just pull the plane ticket and kind of make it okay. work. Now, you, it would require more logistics. But anyway, you, you pull the plane ticket, so you don't even know where you're going, and you leave on a Thursday night, and you come back Sunday. Are they ten friends initially, or people you may may or may not know? That I, I think I think it's been done in, in different ways, okay. but but obviously probably the most common would be uh, a bunch of friends. Like okay. I, I I thought of it like I wanted to do it as seniors in college, where we could have said, okay, here this ten group of friends or twenty or something. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna divide into four groups of five and do five four random trips. And then all tell each, and then all come back together and have like a big celebration night at the end. Also, you, I think it'd be fun to do a big party on the front end, uh-huh. so you have like a, a real fun time with the the ten or twenty or whatever people. Maybe they don't even know each other before that, but you have like a a, a fun like you know a bunch of kind of a boozy nice meal, and then you do the draw, mm-hmm. and then everybody's just got to book it out of there <laughs> from there. Right? So that I have always wanted to do that. Um, that's and I will one day. I hope in my life do this, but. Uh, so what you're going to do is I want you, I'm going to give you the five pairings and, and the buddies again, kind of triggered this in my mind. Great. It, this is both buddies and holiday. Okay. Because it's a holiday yeah, right. weekend. And like a, the, one Br- of the, like the British term uh, of it, you yes. know, like head out on holiday. Exactly. So um, there can be five teams. Okay. Uh, one is just two, two buddies, whatever that means to you. Okay. Uh, you asked what I thought of it. Um, a husband and wife. Okay. A father and his adult son. Husband, wife, father, son. Uh, a man and a woman who have been dating for just a few months. Okay. And then two best friends from high school that haven't seen each other in over 20 years. Okay. High school friends reunited. Yes. Okay. So that's the five. Now, I want you to pick what are the five vacations. And the only rule I'm going to give you is that in order each of the five vacations... None of them can take less than one hour to get to them, and none can take more than eight hours to get to them. Okay. And we start in Chicago. Okay. All right. I'm going to send these two buddies uh, to Atlantic City. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, like, it could be as specific or as unspecific, but, like, yeah. you know, you're going to you fly them to New York. Or they, whatever, and then they take a uh, they party bus to, like, to Atlantic City. They can fly to Newark. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, that sounds perfect. A party bus. Because my here's this will mean not too much to most people, but here's who I pictured. Fendrich and St. Clair. Okay. So um, <laughs> I think, like, they'll have a blast doing just about anything. They don't need it to be fancy. They don't need it to be, like, you know, deluxe accommodations. They And Atlantic City is kind of a pit. Yep. You know, like, so there's still like a casino and fun and you can still find a nice dinner. Also, there's just garbage around there. Okay. And, and the, it tickles <laughs> me that they would appreciate that. Even if yeah. they're like, let's just rent a car and get out of here. Then we like, they could drive down to the Jersey shore or something. Yeah. And like, they're not leaving the casino. Okay. First of all. <laughs> right. Knowing those guys. Anyway, husband and wife. Um, you're getting on a plane and this place is so much closer than you'd think, but I, I think it's really lovely and nice for a couple. Um, I'm going to send them to Bermuda. Yeah. No, it's an easy yeah. flight. Yeah. Is that's like, I think Beth and I went, I think it was like two and a half hours okay. out of, out of Newark or something, yeah, something like bad. that. So, um, a father and son, this is probably pretty, this is probably, you know, this might be, um, 
I'm certain this is being influenced by something that like my dad and I would like to do. Um, they're going to go see a ball game at Camden Yards. So I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm not getting anybody really out of the country here. Where they, can, uh, so they're gonna fly to Baltimore and do a weekend in Baltimore. Yeah, with a game at uh, Camden. Yeah, Games. and if they aren't Orioles fans, and they're gonna see, they're gonna pick, pick whenever their their team is is in town. So maybe it could no, be no, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or something. No, like no, no, that. it's not because remember okay, everybody's right. getting to this party gotcha, on a Thursday. Right. Sorry, and they're leaving that night. Sending them out. Um, dating for months. I'm gonna ship them now. These. Screwballs, I'm going to send west. Um, dating for months. Yeah, send them to like Napa. Okay, that's great. You know, let yeah. them do wine. Let them do wine country, assuming it's not on fire. <laughs> um, and, oh, for Friends Reunited, this is one of my favorite parts of the world. And I'm going to send them there because I think it's a great place to like walk, dinners you can have a lot of catching up time uh i'm going to send them to your home state and drop them in savannah georgia oh nice nice i was sure you were going with maine there yeah and then uh, <laughs> like portland maine okay there's a large part there's a large part of the year where portland depending on what time of year this is portland you know could be tough to like get around yeah. and, and stuff and you might be if you wanted to get out of portland you might be far from anything else but savannah if you wanted to you could drive up to charleston you could like there's you know there's there's a lot of it seems like a great place to catch up and reminisce right. to me a lot of parks a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff great um so that's where I, that's where i'm sending everybody so now the way it works is when you get there the way they hunt each other work no uh, that would be if the eccentric billionaire <laughs> did it no but the way that it works is you get to this party and your your vacation is not selected specifically for you oh, instead no. they're put into a grab bag okay and you reach down and get them so you pick those five with those five groups in mind and so my last part of this situation oh, is boy. I want you to tell me what is the worst yeah. pairing that could come up out of that between the pairing of two people and, and the specific vacation, and what is the best one that you didn't intend? Right? Okay. So I think one of the worst, I mean, they'll still have a nice time, but there's no real reason to send a father and son to Bermuda. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, that's true. And, and, and Balt- Baltimore <laughs> can be, you know... Baltimore could be a, a rough town, so like I don't know if I want to send the reunited friends to to be more. Um, it it could still work out fine, but yeah. but uh, you I know. love this father and son, <laughs> father and adult son Bermuda trip. You know, like yeah, there's right. not a ton to do other than just like look at romantic things and, yeah. and stuff. Um, the best one that would probably, I think you would learn a lot about whether you're going to make it if the dating for months went to Atlantic City. Yeah, I think that would be that. Would, I think that would be a pressure test, a baptism by fire, because a lot of things are brought up, you know, in that kind of atmosphere. That I think um, if the buddies went to Camden Yards, that that could work. Buddies too. in Camden Yards, buddies yeah, in, go to like buddies in Napa would be fine, day. you know, like. Um, uh, Napa can be romantic, eh. but also you know you do a bunch of vineyard tours and well, and obviously the husband and wife going to Napa would not be bad at all. No, either. that'd be fine. That'd be um, fine. But I, I do. I think you hit on it. I think. I think. Father and adult son to because father and adult son to Napa is fine. Whatever yeah. you know, right? Go dr- get drink some wine. Yeah, but to I Bermuda, hear. that's a weird. I like yeah, it. Okay, not, all right, good. Uh, we got to set up see. one of those parties one time. Uh, okay, yeah. All right, Rush. Um, mm, let's do. A, I'll do a kind of a quick hitter for you. This one because um, the other one's a little bit heavy. So okay. this one is a holiday one for you. And here's the situation. I'm going to ask you some simple questions, and I'd like you to tell me which holiday answers the question best for you. 
Okay. Cool. Um, and you can explain or not explain. We can we can just fly through it if you want. What's the best holiday for barbecuing? July 4th. Okay. Uh, what's the best family holiday? I'm going to say Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, you know, there is, uh, and I, I, you know, give me a chance to talk to you. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted um, to. Hang on. I'm going to, I'm going to open my, I'm going to open my soda while okay. you elaborate on this. All right, good. So I think there's a recent push by folks to say Thanksgiving is the best holiday, not, not Christmas. Right. I think most kids growing up uh, who grew up with celebrating Christmas are going to say Christmas is the best holiday because, yep. oh my gosh, the amount of embarrassment of riches the embarrassment of riches exactly i think what causes people to flip-flop to it's interesting because for there's a brief moment in your 20s where halloween might be the best some people love it because it's a it's loose it's it's your some loose evenings there you're out there you're getting after it it's like new year's eve you might be anonymous for yeah. portions of it. Right. You're going to see people. Uh, people are going to dress up yep. uh, and show themselves yeah. off. They're ready to mingle. Yes. <laughs> so for in your 20s, Halloween kind of steps in. I but, didn't mind New Year's Eve in my in my uh, yeah. 20s either. I never. I always was, was like a real jerk about it. I was like, it's an amateur <laughs> hour. It's like for the people that don't drink very often. They oh, like, yeah. They, well, that's they all St. Patrick's is now. Hard. Just people barfing at 11 yeah. who like needed, needed an excuse to start drinking at 9 in the morning. Yeah. But I I, uh, I think the reason that as people get into their 30s and 40s and they start to say Thanksgiving is because I do think it's the most it's the most like kind of family based holiday. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of connections to it and it feels like a nice break for that. And so, you know, obviously you could say Christmas is like that, too. Mm-hmm. Christmas is the only day of my life that I've been in the same location or it's the only day of the well, whatever. I, I've been in mm-hmm. the same exact room for Christmas for thirty-seven straight years or thirty-eight straight years or whatever. We moved when I was three and a half or four, and there's no other day that's quite like that. So, so certainly I have I have tons of familial memories on Christmas, but Thanksgiving is number one. What's the best party holiday? It is not New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I was interested in thinking whether you'd go cold or warm weather, even for something like this. Yeah, you know, I, I think. Um, like I said, I think it depends on how old you are, but I'm going to go back to that Halloween okay. for the 20s. I, Halloween was probably the one that I looked the most forward to, and, and from a party sense. What's the holiday you're most likely to forget that it exists? Um, There's several, <laughs> but you know I can't remember them right now. Uh, I, I have forgotten Valentine's Day. I also like went on, took a girl out on Valentine's Day, and, and forgot it was Valentine's. No, Day? and she didn't oh. know. Oh, nice! <laughs> right. Good for her. Well, she was kind of like, "Wait, why are we? This is what's going this on? Step it's very up. fancy tonight." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it's Valentine's Day." Um, so I've forgotten that one, but you know, for sure, it's things like President's Day, and yeah, you know, where they're all those like Mondays in yeah February, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what they are. How about what's what do you think is the holiday with the most flags around? Fourth of July. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the holiday that should replace Columbus Day? Um. Yeah, probably something that's more like that Diversity Day, Heritage Day that you suggested. Um, although I really like the idea that I've heard a few times of, uh, and I, and I forget if I guess it doesn't quite work, but if you if you move it a bit and you make 
voting day, a national oh, right. holiday. Right. And so you get rid of Columbus Day and then put in national voting day and then everybody's off for that day. I think that would be a good idea. I you know, I just thought this and I didn't mention it earlier. I would have a holiday I uh I hadn't thought about this, but I replaced Columbus Day, and I think maybe we're starting to kind of do this with like an Indigenous Peoples Day or whatever the proper way to refer to the the you know the original inhabitants of of North America or, or the whatever you know the U S right. USA now. Um, and Rush, briefly, can you describe to me the best version, um, real or imagined, of your favorite holiday? Oh boy. So I hate to repeat myself, but I just think it's changed with time. But I'm going to go with the nostalgia of Christmas as okay. a kid. Yeah. And so... And your brother and his pencils? Yeah, my brother <laughs> and his pencils. So I, I was, um, you know, uh, like a obsessed with getting, like, presents and just the whole Christmas thing, like the advent calendar and everything. Oh, yeah. So I had trouble sleeping usually the night before Christmas. You know, we would mm-hmm. do we would do the night before Christmas. My mom always had it memorized, but sometimes I did too. But as I look back, I remember like trouble sleeping was like, man, it must have been like nine thirty before I closed my eyes. Yeah, no, I I had a couple <laughs> up until I had a, I had a couple midnight rough, one in the morning. Oh as a no, kid. no, like oh. I, I had a couple rough ones. Really? Yeah, like because I never experienced it, right? Because you're a kid, you've never had yeah. But I was so jacked up one year that I probably didn't get to sleep till three three thirty in the morning. It was just and like that feels like an eternity, you know. Folks as a child. hated you. Hated well, they, they you didn't know. Night. I mean, okay. I was just oh, in gotcha. my bed, unable okay. to unable to fall asleep. I gotcha. was very disciplined. Okay, like once I had like said my prayers and got into bed, I was not I was not to get out of bed until I was instructed to. Yeah. Um, so until you were instructed to, yeah, until I was woken up, you know, and told like come down for breakfast or whatever. But uh, you know, so I, I guess my like perfect Christmas back then was uh, it, it, I would it, you get up, you go downstairs. There was always like like cinnamon toast or just something mm-hmm. like decadent and great uh, available, and and we're up so early, yeah, so early. You know, it was always a negotiation with my parents and and. Uh, my my dad would be like, please, like at least nine, and we're like, what about six? And, and we we ended like eight. Or Way eight. to lowball him, yeah. <laughs> and my dad was a hell of a negotiator, but but we were we would be pretty good there. So we would we would get down there early, eat that like cinnamon toast, um, and then go open the advent calendar, and you get the big like whatever chocolate that's there for yeah. the twenty fifth. I mean, and you've been waiting so long to hit that that big one on the twenty fifth. And then you walk in and there's just like all those presents. And then um, I'd like it to be when I was, it was old enough that I was getting parents, my parents presents and my brother presents. Cause that always makes you feel, you know, giving those presents like makes you feel better than any of the one gifts you get. Although certainly at that time I would not have said I prefer giving uh-huh. than receiving overall. <laughs> and then there was just that, like there was this great, like two, two to four hours where, you know, we'd open all our presents in probably an hour. And then I would usually, I, I always loved games. And so I would either have an Atari or a Nintendo, although I won't tell the story, but I was a complete piece of shit when, when my mom didn't give me a Nintendo <laughs> and went bananas. But, uh, or I had a computer. So I would either get a new computer or more likely I'd have a computer and I'd get like three or four new games. Yeah, And I would go up and there would just be this amazing like 
few hours where you have like four new oh, games. Oh, the world, yeah. Right. And it, I, I mean, it How would you feels, ever find enough time in right? the rest of your life to play them all? Yeah, and, and it yeah. just felt so unlimited. And now if you gave me four games, <laughs> I would be like, oh, God, this is stressful. <laughs> you know. But back then it was just like, this is so great. This is so great. And then you would you would play one for 30 minutes maybe and then load up the new one. Yeah. You play that. It was incredible. And then I would go to my grandmother's house. Oh, yeah. I and all you. of my cousins would be there and there'd be a bunch of food. And you and they did this thing where you get one more present and it was from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And then you had like a secret Santa. So one other person would give you a present. And I didn't realize that my grandmother had no idea. You know, my parents someone would was, buy yeah, it. Someone was buying it. And then, over and then say it was from her. <laughs> So I'd walk up and be like, "Thank you," and she's like, "What? Did, what'd you get?" You know? And I'd be like, "Well, how do you not remember? It's this morning I got it." But um, so I and I remember that, and then and then you would just like, it was great. It was just such like a, everybody's in such a good mood, and I had I had a lot of cousins. I think I had like twenty two cousins or something growing up, um, which you know maybe is not a lot for somebody from grew up Catholic in Massachusetts, but. <laughs> In in the south, you know, it was a pretty big, pretty big family. See see them, and then uh, and then we would come home, and there was just that kind of fun part where I'm sure my parents were like, "I'm so glad that this kid's got these computer games yeah. and will leave us alone," because like there's just been this amped up like waiting and waiting and waiting, and you're still you uh, two and a half hours of sleep, you're still cranking. Oh, away. absolutely good to go. And I would I would go outside and. You know, we had a go kart and something like that. So I would, you know, we would drive the go kart around, or what, or you got a new bicycle, whatever it yeah. would be. But you would just kind of, you would just go nuts <laughs> with all your new stuff. And it was at a time where, I mean, I think back to it all the time where I was like, I would go to Toys R Us with my mom, and we would walk along and we would pick out something that cost literally four dollars. And she'd be like, all right, this is your thing for the yeah. two months, you know. And I would be so thrilled to get that new $4 game. And it would end up, you know, being dozens, if not 100 hours of, like, enjoyment for me. Um, so, like, those, yeah, I think, like, those memories of Christmas are incredible. Um, certainly, there have been some great, like, Thanksgiving things, too. But that that's, that's I've, I've talked more than enough about some of my favorite holidays. <laughs> All right, so TJ, should we uh, just go back to the top then? Let's do it. Okay, so here's the situation. You uh, you, you go to a psychiatrist. Okay. And the psychiatrist says, um, I want to kind of try to better understand uh, you and how you think about yourself and how you view friendships yeah. by you answering this simple hypothetical. And that is, I want you to pick your favorite buddy relationship from any movie or TV show. And I want you to think about who uh, of those two, like, first of all, why is it a relationship you, you really love? Yep. Secondly, if you had to say you're one of those two people in your relationships, which one is it and why? My, the first thing that came to my head, well, I'll tell you, truly, the first thing that came to my head, and I'm not going to go with it because I've only seen it, I think, one and a half times. I don't really, I think I've told you I don't rewatch stuff. The first thing that came to my mind was Groden and De Niro and Midnight Run. Okay. Um, really, really appreciate it, but that's not the one I'm going to go with because the next thing that popped into my head is something that I do know more about and loved more were, uh, was Sam and coach on cheers. Okay. That was, um, and the reason I liked it is that there was, uh, in a parent real 
true affection for each other in that in that relationship um and that the nature of that relationship progressed and changed over time that initially ernie Tam- ernie pantuzo yeah right, uh was sam's coach and so you know as you know presu- presumably um he was you know he was above above sam and you know and and instructing him and telling him what to do and and all of that um but now he was in sam's employ you know at in a place where um where sam ran the show um but um yes but what i loved about it the the most is as i said there was an apparent true affection for each other in that in that relationship not they couldn't frustrate each other or baffle each other or surprise each other but that they really really that they it was clear that they loved each other and they definitely were aware of each other's flaws. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and could kind of poke light fun at them, although they had less of a, um, we're going to jab each other and needle yeah. each other from time to time than a lot of the other characters did. Coach was almost un, uncapable of like of landing a true a true jibe right like yeah he although just... he you know he would get he would get those almost accidental great <laughs> yes. ones in yeah. from time to time but he obviously knew that sam was a philanderer yep and well acquainted with his problems with alcohol because right. that started when he was coaching him and... right and and uh, of course also you, you know the backstory to sam malone is that he uh flamed out as a relief pitcher you know mayday malone yep. and sent him into the alcoholism, right? Yeah. Because he had failed in, in this very high profile spot. And so coach of course had to, had to watch that. Yeah. And we don't get to know that backstory, but obviously they've been through some of the Sam's like darkest moments together. Yeah. Right. So, um, in, when you think about your friendships, are you more often in the Sam role or in the coach role? Uh, and and what do you view, and, and why would you say you fit in one or the other? Yeah, I'm guess I don't. It's really this is a really tough a, a tough one a tough one to to pick for myself. Um, I m- maybe I'm not entirely clear as to what their roles are with each you know with with each other. Like I think some other you know relationships like lucy and desi you you can say like oh this person does that in that relationship this person does that in that in that relationship i think i think if i had to say sam kind of would kind of sort of like try and gently shepherd coach to make m- more intelligent decisions or like stay right. out of trouble or or not to wander into <laughs> traffic or danger yeah and but and, coach, coach also thinks he's looking out for Sam, right? Certainly. And coach would sometimes like think he was offering the the simple wisdom <coughs> that would keep Sam on board, right? Um, of the two, and I think maybe it's only because coach is so kind of un, um, non analytical and and non uh, uh, like sort of uh, aware of of <laughs> of too much at all that I might be more like Sam in that than at least I I think things probably penetrate me. Um, more, or I, I tend to ruminate a little bit more on things. So, in that situation, I think I would be a little more Sam. Okay, I think. And then in your friendships, where you you asked me earlier, like when you take a term buddy, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I think buddy is is under is is below the friend qualifier for me. Got it. So so let's instead of like. Buddies, let's take true friendships, yeah. right? Uh, meaningful friendships that you have. 
do you find that an important aspect of that um is that true affection that draws you to the coach and Sam relationship? Yeah. I, I think for my true friends, I think of them entirely I think of them on occasion entirely unrelated to my wants and desires. Mm-hmm. That I just wonder like, gosh, I hope he's all right. You know, like a lot of other people I would say are friends. It's like it's uh oh, I wanna go play ball. Which friend should I call? You know, like as opposed to like I just hope he's okay right now. Or I, you know, like I miss just the, the random hearing from that person. I'm going to write them or, or, or call them. And those are, and maybe this is a statement on how selfish I am. Those are precious few in my head. The, 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 the people I, I just like, um, I don't know. I just am guess kind of like, you know, not well in a small way, I'm in love with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want them to, separate of me and and all of that to just like be having like a wonderful day or okay or happy or you know like i can say that generally about just about everybody but when i feel that specifically at play in my life that's a very small group of of folks i think yeah no i mean i i i I can relate i think to the feeling of you know the there is like a certain selflessness around like the true friendships i i think the friendships you know they come they come from various different angles all the time and and they they develop over different types of experiences right like you're gonna have a bunch of friends especially like in the in the comedy world where you're around so many people so much of the time and you know so many people that you're gonna have a ton of friends yeah and you always had a reputation right as being very friendly very Mm -hmm. approachable even though you were you know always at or near the top of the, you know, hierarchy in terms of getting onto the stages and shows that people wanted to do. But people always would say, I mean, I had dozens of people say, I, you know, I wouldn't talk to TJ. He's just very nice. He like didn't care that I was a, you know, new student or whatever. Oh yeah. That truly doesn't matter to me right. at all. But, but that, that, that world also creates a dynamic where it is, it is a little bit harder to form really true deep friendships because, right. You, you you are constantly dealing with so many more shallow friendships, which are it's it's not to you know demean them or anything, but that's right. just, that's just kind of how it is in that world. And so you you know it's it's always interesting to me like what 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 comes about that makes you say, all right, you know this guy is or this girl is truly a great friend of mine. Yeah, and for me, you know, it happens in different ways, either you have like some sort of shared experiences that are just like kind of too memorable or too important. Right. And, and it just, it just bonds really you, binding. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, and then there's other times where it's just like, no, this person just like gets me. Yep. And I know very quickly, I'm really going to like this person. Yep. You know, their sense of humor is just fits or whatever it is. Time passes easily. You don't sweat. Like, what are we going to talk about? You know, like, oh, there's there's friends I have that, you know, friends I have that I think like, what are we going to say? If, if I found out we we're going to be together for two hours, that'd be like, what are we going to talk about for two hours? And other ones that are like, I don't give a rat's ass. Just put me in a room with this person. Right. Like, we're going to be fine. Um, Like my friend uh, Pasquese, Dave, got on a plane on Monday and I just thought about him kind of all day of like, hey, man, I hope he has a, a good, you know, a smooth flight. And like, oh, and I know the restaurants he likes to eat at. I hope he has has a good dinner. Like stuff that like 
I'm not involved in, not invested in, except for the fact that it's him and I care about him. And like, I hope he's having a nice walk and looking at good things, you know, like, and, and I guess that is love, you know, like, I think, cause I don't have a better word for it. And I feel that in return well, from maybe him. Maybe affection, you know? like, like yeah. you said. I mean, maybe that's, that's the word that you used when yeah. you thought about the friendship on television that most spoke to you. Right. And I do think that there's a difference between like, um, you know, Joey and Chandler and Ross on friends mm-hmm. where, um, over time, I guess, I, and I shouldn't pretend to be an expert on friends. I probably saw maybe half of them or something, but you know, at least it started. They, it was just like a Aaron Sorkin esque. Like they're just jabbing and needling each other like all the time, and they're making fun of each other, and then they throw in some heart. You know, at different times. And do they always end up just dancing in a fountain at the I end? Think so. Is I that think that's what, how I, it all goes? I haven't seen. I think that's all. It goes. I haven't seen. Any. I mean, so it's probably an unfair example because like Friends fans would be like, "What are you talking about?" Like they they had the deepest, most meaningful relationship. But I do think of like you see a lot of shows where the friends. I mean. I don't know, God, what's that show with like David Spade and the guy that played Putty? It's like a terrible show that I've probably watched eight episodes of for some reason. And all they do is make fun of each other. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. And, and I think there's a lot of shows that are kind of yeah. like that. That be- that became the like. That mistaken belief that con- like you only get that comedy out of conflict or that it's 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 more it's intriguing to watch people tear each other down. Or, I think or it ties like- to that whole like that whole um, you have to deflect any real emotion. Yeah. Uh, except for like weddings and funerals why, or whatever. Why comedians of... have? Ro- why is there such a thing as roasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can't say nice things about each other and have it mean something. Right. <laughs> why you have to say really after you say I love you in in L.A. because <laughs> I love you really. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say it so weird. many times, but you don't mean it. Ugh. That now that means nothing as well. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is interesting to me that you you use that 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 word. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I have like the uh, the deep friendships that you have. Rules of engagement. Yeah, that's the name of it. Is that the name that's of it? That's the name of it. That's right. And then there's like that Indian guy. I mean, that show is just god awful. <laughs> never, never uh, seen that. One either. But it's and then it's um, doesn't matter who the other <laughs> actors, Oliver, somebody. Anyway, uh, hey, to wrap us up, what relationship on TV or in the movies? What buddy relationship meant something to you? Or I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I I, uh, I didn't think about the question. It wouldn't be like the guys in Usual Suspects. That's uh-huh. the exact opposite. Um, <laughs> like a friendship in a movie. I don't know, man. I, I the first one that I'm thinking of is is just because I saw it relatively recently. Is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with that oh, okay. uh, bromance between Brad Pitt and and one know, was the other stunt double. Yeah, is that okay? But that definitely like I, that definitely like spoke to me in the kind of like you know bromance uh, uh, setting. They even had like a a few funny narrative lines about that friendship and how it kind of had to work. But, but it, I did like it that it was just kind of these, these guys that spend so much time with each other and you could be like, it's a little weird, you know, stuntman's <laughs> driving him all around all the time and spending all that time. But I'm just like, no man, it's great. You know, those guys just are like tight, you know? And, uh, and we've, we've known each other for how long? 15 years. Yeah. I think longer, but yeah. Obviously, I was gone for three. And uh, and our friendship has strengthened through this. 
Yeah, for sure. Without without a doubt. And I think because I've learned more about your world, you know, like you've, you've let me into into your world as we as we've done this. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I look. I mean, and that's the only reason I keep doing it, dude. Yeah, right. You know, like it ain't it ain't the cash. You know. Speaking of which, <laughs> uh, we've we've started a uh, cash for pod. Uh, <laughs> page um it's not like a patreon you don't get anything <laughs> no you just go and you put cash it's just a piggy bank yeah it's just a piggy bank <laughs> put it in there no uh anyway um yeah i guess that's it for buddy's holiday I all hope right we release this around the holidays, yeah and if right? we do then yeah then happy holidays to everybody right yeah to all of my family and especially friends um <laughs> of, of who there are many uh, i love you all really yeah and uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Keep listening. Tell tell other friends that you like it and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, happy holidays, mom, dad, Troy, and uh, and all our friends uh, friends back in Holyoke and other places. And uh, and happy holidays to Nate DeFort who does our producing. Happy holidays to Julie Nichols who did the music, uh, Emily Cardamus who did our artwork, uh, to all of you listening. And if you would like to write us, as Rush mentioned at the beginning, it's here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. And uh, what? We'll talk to you in, in a week. Yeah. Great. Thank you. 